So, um, you are. Um, have you ever been fired? Well, actually, I have. Well, um, I know that. It's a silly sort of question. I know, but I think the funny thing is that you've been fired, I think, by your current employer. Isn't that right? That's correct. Yeah. How did it happen? Or maybe the sports report is sort of, how did it feel? Well. Was it on a Friday, by the way? Did it happen on a Friday? I can't remember. <laughs> how was the feeling? Well, I didn't feel um, very well. I have to say I, I was a bit disappointed because it happened uh, just a few months after my um, em- employment started. So um, it was part of a sort of uh, a larger downscaling sort of thing then. Yes, it was. Yeah. So uh, in today's podcast of the four speeches, uh, we'll look at what we call the execution speech. A speech where the leader brings suffering by the very words he or she speaks, announcing budget cuts, cutting off a project, or letting people go. Um, But before we get down to business, um, let's start in the more loftier registers and ask, have you ever wanted to travel to the moon? Well, actually not. I, I, I have, I've been more fond of the uh, red planet. I oh, want Mars. To, yeah. Yes, I want to go to Mars. Well, uh, maybe you could have um, join up with Elon Musk. Uh, in January 2019, uh, SpaceX inventor Elon Musk has uh, created a dream team for space travels. Uh, and the plan is to do it sometime in um, March 2024. Uh, They announced, SpaceX announced, that they would lay off 10% of their workforce. And the workers were told to leave uh, work early and check their emails. So uh, basically an executioner speech. But before we get to that actual um, uh, layoff speech or announcement, uh, a few words about Tesla and and Elon Musk. Um, Well, they presented their long-awaited pickup, the Cybertruck, now in November 2019 in the L.A., uh, but it didn't quite, quite go as planned, did it? No, because it was announced as unbreakable, um, although it turned out it was breakable after all. The window glass was broken. Yes, and how did... Uh, it was from some sort of... Uh, uh, they were throwing things at, uh, at the window, and before that they used a sledgehammer, and there was some sort of... Uh, yes, well, that's the explanation afterwards, yeah. but what we saw was... a. Uh, test they they wanted us to to see how unbreakable it was and and um one of the chief designers uh, threw a, 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 a stone or stone like ball uh, uh onto the window and it broke it must be and it broke two times two times extremely embarrassing but uh, back to the layoff announcement um it's um with all layoff speeches or executioner speeches, they are n- not very likely to be live speeches. Uh, more often, they come in the form of a press release or uh, an email or a notice. Uh, uh, so it seems like distance matters in some way with these. Uh, well, yes, it does. Yeah, uh, so it is. So, uh, and even more so, this uh, layoff notice that we look at was not delivered by Musk himself, but by a representative. And uh, we have the announcement provided to us by Business Insider, so given then by a SpaceX, represent, SpaceX representative. And uh, if we look at the announcement, it's, it's very short. It's not a long speech in that sense. And I guess 
executioner speeches are usually quite short, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. And they should be. They should be short. Why is that? Well, um, to do cuts, to do um, uh, harmful things to your workforce um, is a is a is a thing that involves quite a lot of risk and. Um, it's like when you go to the uh, to the sur- to the to, to do uh, uh, s- s- work, uh, sorry, to do uh, some surgeon's work. Yeah, you wanted to do happen. They want you wanted to cut uh, quickly, do it deep, and do it at once. Yes, you yeah. don't want many cuts. You don't in want, your, in, or you don't want the, the surgeon to. I'll stay in here for a few days and. Uh, and check out how it feels. No. So, so you want, want it to happen swiftly. Yes. So uh, the notice, um, we we looked at um, uh, in our previous podcast and looking at the opening speech, the strategy of naming. So naming yourself first, then naming reality, uh, and then naming who we are, and then finally naming the course. Um there's not much naming yourself in the speech itself, but in some sense, the naming yourself is comes with a power that is assigned to the person who sends it. So someone's in a position where they're able to fire people. Is that right? Yes, and uh, to 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 uh, to carry out um, an executioner speech, um, you your uh, your position is uh, that. It immediately presupposes power. You have the power to uh, let people go, for example, or to take a tough decision. You are high on potestas. That is the the formal power to bind people or bind other um, uh, um, other people with your decision. And that's the the um, the who you are in 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 that sense. Yeah. So let's get to the actual announcement, and it's pretty short. I'll read it. Uh, it goes like this. To continue delivering for our customers and to succeed in developing interplanetary spacecraft and a global space-based internet, SpaceX must become a leaner company. Well, that's uh, I've, many similar announcements have started in the same way. The, the idea of the being lean. So... Uh, so there's a sort of a, uh, analogy here with the, the body. Yes. Or, yeah, uh, yes. Too much fat. Yeah. You have to 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 cut it away. Yeah. But but it, it frames the um, it is the the uh, rational r- the rationale for letting people go. You you're, you're too fat. You have to cut. Yes. Yeah, so you have to the the past or the reality of the past is that. We or you or this company uh, is too fat, uh, in a sense, and now we have to become leaner. Mm. And that happens not in a long process of uh, losing weight, to use the analogy, but it happens by cutting off. Yes, it's yeah. more of a uh, operation yeah. than a than um, a, a process of of eating uh, less uh, fat food. Yeah, and it goes on. Either of these developments, well, I guess that points to the idea of interplanetary spacecraft and the global space-based internet, even when attempted separately, have bankrupted other organizations. So that's, once again, the rationale, uh, the reason for doing this, sort of 
a sort of naming reality, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It is. In order to to accomplish what they're uh, uh, trying to to um, to accomplish, to 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 get to the point, to the goal, um, they have to be to lose some weight. But uh, if we look at um, an executioner speech, it's in some sense it's directed to the future because it's there's something you want to happen in the future. But mainly it's a it's directed to the past and arguing why why there are things in the past. There is some sort of verdict in a sense that uh, over the past that you have to. That's why we have to execute. That's why we have to cut, kill, whatever uh, verb you use for this. So here the they look at the past saying that. People who've tried this before, doing both, trying both to do a global space-based internet and interplanetary spacecraft, they have not, they're bankrupted. So there's a reason here for being lean or becoming leaner. Yes. And, and, and the failed things of the past should be avoided in the future. Yes. So if this was another company, um, it would be a point to, once again, point to the past and say, hey, this is what we're dealing with. This is what we need to take account of. And then, based on that, say, that's why the verdict goes like this. Uh, so in uh, in more rhetorical terms, the the executioner speech is uh, what sort of speech then? It's uh, a forensic speech. Yeah. So you, you, you have to defend, uh, based on, on, on the experience, we have... Uh, decided made a decision namely to cut in our body yeah to lose some weight and we are now defending that decision that is the the rhetorical force or the rhetorical uh, aspect of this um this uh, uh, layoff um, notice notice yeah so yeah. the next sentence goes like this I find it very interesting this means we must part ways with some talented and hardworking members of our team. Could this be read as a sort of uh, attempt to name who we are in a way? Or how should we read this? Because it's almost like it's... Uh, and this must be the challenge for a leader who's uh, executing a verdict like this, that you're... You're a lone rider in a sense. Uh, you can't really be friends with those you cut off. Uh, uh, yes, but I think I think the the um, the intention here is not to pick out the most talented and th- those who have been working the hardest and to say that to them. Well, I think we're, we 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 will cut. No, that. Uh, but it's it's uh, the idea of. Um, Saying still, we 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 don't want to say to you that you are, uh, in a Useless. sense, lazy, lazy or not talented, yeah. but it is to sharpen uh, the attention to those who remain in the company so, and so to say to them, you are even more talented and you are even more hardworking because you have not been uh, cut off or or um, cut away. You are not being laid off, but you're still with us. Uh, and um, so, in in a sense, the audience of an executioner speech—that's uh, the people who stay on, uh, not the people who are uh, uh, laid off. Put it that way. Yes. Uh, the uh, uh, well, 
the immediate um, audience, audience is, is, of course, those who are being laid off. But but the intended audience, uh, I think, it's is those who remain because they will be affected by the anxiety and fear created by this layoff. Am I next, for instance? Exactly, and that's yeah. the, the 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 problem. Um, all all um, uh, in in all uh, revolutions since the French, namely, am I the next to go to the guillotine? Exactly, and and here um, they try to to say uh, by letting uh, go of some people, um, what uh, remains might be. Uh, Strong enough. Strong enough, to yes, to, 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 to live on and to, to reach the goal that they have set themselves. So in one sense, that uh, is support, uh, supposed to contribute to this naming of who we are, those of us who are staying on, in a sense. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but talking a bit about the, the role of the leader, um, this idea of friendship is is symmetrical uh, in its sort of it's we're even uh, but i guess for many leaders giving an execution a speech whether it's uh, uh cutting a project or uh, laying one person off or uh, announcing that uh, you no longer work here must be tough because you're in that uh, i'm not saying ivory tower but in you're in a a, part, a position by yourself. It, you have to do it because it's your protestant. It's your responsibility. You, uh, yes, you are, you, are, you are given the, the, uh, not only the authority, but also the decisive power to make the cuts that you think is necessary for the firm or for the, the company or for the, uh, for the state. Uh, in order to accomplish its main goal. And that is not just to keep um, people busy with work, but to accomplish a um, certain thing that might be very costly, very uh, difficult to achieve. Mm. And so in order to, to reach that goal, uh, people have invested a decisive power or protesters, as you, mm. as you name it. Mm. Um, and with that protesters, you should make cuts when they are um, uh, when, when it's necessary to do them. Yeah, and the necessity of those cuts costs the, the sort of the rhetorical uh, rationale for that uh, is found in the way you describe the past. So here they describe say that these developments, even when attempted separately, the developments of doing developing interplanetary spacecraft and global space-based internet have bankrupted other organizations. Uh, so it's, and that's a very short story, it's very concise. Uh, you say, this is what it's about, uh, and as a leader, you can always point to, well, that's the reason, that's why. This is it. Yes, uh, uh, and, and, and the good thing about this, or, or the, the, um, uh, the rhetorical value it has, it, is that it's, uh, it, it actually points not just to um, uh, budgetary uh, um, sort of vague abstract ideas but it also it is a concrete past and it says well people have failed in it this is a tough run mm. this is not easy yeah. and the, the what we are uh, trying to achieve here uh, may come at high costs mm. 
Yeah, and uh, so, so it's it's naming reality in a very uh, well realistic way. It's not overly optimistic or anything. We, we, the next sentence goes like this: We're grateful for everything they've accomplished and their con- commitment to SpaceX mission. Basically, some of the same things uh, or a continuation of just a set of uh, them being hardworking members of our team. But the interesting thing is, uh, I think here, their commitment to SpaceX's mission. So here is a, a very careful introduction, I would say, of, of the vision, or you could say the course uh, of, uh, or the legacy of this organization. Uh, yes, because, again, because they have, have not merely done their job mm. um it says it but it but it's they have been um really giving themselves to this idea to the course of 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 sending people to mars mm. and um and i think it, it, this is a, a different and more should we say visionary way of speaking about employers even employers who are uh, being laid off um, to, to, uh, because it's it's not just about doing the job that you are paid for, but it's giving yourself to a larger course. Exactly. The course of, of the company or, or the firm. And here's, I mean, this is a lofty course. You want a space-based internet and you want to go to Mars. So So people who join this, they should be aware of this being not a regular sort of uh, job thing. Well, yes, that's true. But uh, every, um, every attempt to create something um, is also involved with very, very, uh, uh, the the banality of administration and so forth. So um, the, the old story about uh, uh, two men uh, carrying bricks, yeah. Uh, in the Middle Ages, uh, is telling in this uh, regard because one of them says, "I'm I'm just carrying bricks," and the other says, uh, "I am building a cathedral." So this so is this, a bit, this is a bit of the cathedral, the the, the hinting exactly. at the at the mission thing. So the last uh, sentence here uh, goes like this: "This action, well, the so the layoff." is taken only due to the extraordinarily difficult challenges ahead and would not otherwise be necessary. I think the word necessary here is key. Yes, uh, because uh, to lay off um, core members or, or, or important staff members is a very, very um, risky thing to do for a company. And you shouldn't do it without explaining that it is necessary. So, um, when you deliver an executioner speech, which is usually not a speech in uh, in the live sense of the word, it could be in your office, you could have a worker come there and you'd tell them, you could also tell when you announce a, uh, budget cuts, uh, it's usually live. Um, what is an execution? I mean, the word itself, uh, to execute, sort of uh, uh, hints at how dramatic it actually is to be a CEO, yes. chief executive officer. It means to kill. It means to kill. 
So, so, so that means that if you're a CEO, you're someone with a license to kill, in a sense. Yes, you are. Yeah. And and uh, I think the the um, the ending of a story. I mean, uh, what we read from from Tesla uh, and and their space um, attempt or their space uh, project. They are letting go of, of a lot of, of, of workers. And, and this is, it involves uh, that they are sort of killing the contracts they have with these workers. So it's, uh, and, and it reminds us that um, the executioner's speech, when you, when you do that kind of thing, uh, it is a, a kind of inflicting death on others. You end so it's yeah. the the the, the, and the story in, that and you're ha- in the position to end something. That, exactly, that, that's the key. You have the potestas to do it. Um, Machiavelli, uh, he gave some advice to the ruler in Florence, wasn't it? In uh, uh, medieval times, and he had some ideas of how a ruler should act when he inflict wounds or executes. Yes, in fact, um, uh, he and marks which could the, be relevant for uh, for this because it connects with some of the things we've seen here. Yes, and, and I think uh, with Machiavelli, he he um, he embodies the the transition from the Middle Ages to the to the Renaissance, where he sees um, the necessity of uh, the executioner's speech, or and the 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 dramatic. Um, uh, the drama of making a, a revolution, namely to to let people go, mm. and the rationale you should give for for doing that. And what he said was, uh, even the most um, horrible things that a leader uh, sometimes must do, must do, it should be short, uh, deep, and swift. Yeah. So, and I think he has an expression that the leader or the uh, the prince, in this case, should not be left standing with the, uh, with a knife in his hand. So it's the image of the leader who as uh, you have to kill or you have to execute uh, or inflict a taste of death, but you have to do that and then let the knife go. Is that sort of the idea? Because uh, uh, then people will be. In constant fear, yes, and and the traditional uh, uh, interpretation of the two great revolutions that we have seen, namely the French and the and the Russian Revolution, seen from Machiavelli's perspective, would be that the French failed because they kept on killing, killing people, people yeah. all the time, many years. Mm. Uh, the Russians did the, did it all at once, and uh, therefore it was an infliction of of death or or. Um, or um, um, or execution in a very short time. So, um, towards the end of this uh, podcast, a few some practical advice on the executioner speech. So, uh, we've already uh, looked at how important it is to name the realities of the past that justifies the execution. Uh, I think it's also fair to say that it's important to stick to that story. Exactly. And before you uh, decide what's going to be the reason, you have to make sure that this is the story. This is the story we're going to tell of why why we execute this. Um, 
Some would say that it's uh, it's best to do an execution speech on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that would be the case? Well, the uh, that's shortly before the weekend, and um, and uh, you will then uh, gain some distance, uh, and and the the problem or, or the the letting go would not be a, a theme for the whole week. Mm. You sort of um, send people home with a don't return message. And <clears throat> another advice that you could hear would be, um, and this is linked to the fact that, um, as with every speech, the, the leader's credibility is at stake. So who do you fire? So are there any sort of loyalties? How are they played out? Do we recognize the rationale of um, of the sort of uh, part, the story of the past, the story in who's going to be uh, uh, let uh, let off. So, 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 do you keep a friend who should actually be in the group? Uh, that would probably disturb. Yeah, the problem is that if if you if you uh, make decisions uh, based on friendship or or uh, corruption, that might also corrupt your story and your course. The, the, the main thing, I think, for uh, the, the executioner speech is to link the uh, layoffs, the budget cuts, and so forth, as closely as you can to the course. It has, it has to serve the course, and it has to be probable. It has to answer to the why of this organization. Exactly. Yeah. So why do we as an organization doing this as our prime thing, why do we have to cut like this? Isn't that right? Yes, and, and, and it has to be... Uh, the, 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 the closer the link is between the, the cut or the, the letting go to the course of the company, the easier it is to make those cuts. Exactly. So just to sum it up, a few... Um, uh, the seven keys to a successful execution of speech, as we find it, you need to name the reality of the past that justifies the execution. You need to stick to that story. And you, you shouldn't be left standing with a knife in your hand, as Machiavelli puts it. You need to execute the suffering short and swiftly. And number four, you should be as precise as possible. This is not the speech where you have this uh, sort of excessive metaphoric or uh, whatever. You should be precise also when it comes to offering the verdict. Uh, number five, uh, offer comfort and care by appealing to a greater we that continues to live beyond the execution. That's the hard part because you're not a friend. You could look at possibilities to utilize the legacy of the opening speech. Uh, and that is, as we spoke about it, uh, and uh, use it to make the execution speech more credible. And if possible, you can name a revised course for the future, as we saw in the announcement from SpaceX. Uh, but if you do that, make it short and poignant. Um, so um, this was the execution speech, um, a serious one. We're, our next uh, podcast episode will be about the consolation speech, which is also uh, definitely about suffering. In this case, with the execution speech, it's about suffering that uh, comes because the words you speak as a leader. And when we got, get, get to the Consolation speech uh, will deal with the suffering that sort of comes from the outside more. So uh, more about that in the next episode of The Four Speeches.